Anybody ready to receive today? Amen. I don't know if you um, got to see it or not, but um, this week, what, what happened was, <laughs> what, uh, what went on was we were, years ago, I actually, not, I hadn't thought about this, but years ago I was invited to speak at a full gospel businessman's meeting in New Hampshire uh, and with Corey Johnston, if you know him, some of you have come to know him, him and his wife Brandy, and uh, just bless people. We love them so very much. Well, he didn't know it at the time, but the Full Gospel Businessman's group that I was talking about earlier, I wasn't planning on talking about them today, but that group actually was a key in me being raised up in the things of God. Uh, those, my dad got around some of those men, he got instantaneously healed in his back through that, through learning about some of the things of God and where his church was very religious and he was stretching out, reaching for the things of God and they never saw any power. He gets healed. They actually kicked him out of the church basically because God healed him. And uh, isn't God supposed to be this supernatural, big, good God, you know? And uh, the church, you know, church, churches as a whole, can be religious, if you haven't noticed, and uh, they, can, they can be vicious at times, and many people have been hurt by that. And it was one of those things where he got healed. Well, as a, as a child, he's growing up in the things of God, and he's passing on some of those things. So I can remember one of those speakers came to church to our church and uh, where my dad was pastoring, he, at the end, he's an evangelist. He's praying over people to be healed. There was a leg that was about a, I don't know, a, there was one leg that he prayed over. It was about three-quarters of an inch, an inch shorter than the other. And I watched it grow out in the adult service. And I thought, well, if God will do that for him, he'll do it for me too. And um, so I gathered all, I was about 11 or 12 and gathered all of the kids. And um, I said, hey, I said, let's go back to this this Sunday school room, and, and I already felt a call to preach, although I didn't know what it was. And I went, and I laid hands on the kids, and that, sure enough, there was a kid with a foot about a half inch shorter, and there in the back Sunday school room, that foot grew out after we prayed. But I was like, yeah, I was just, it was normal to me. You know, I, I just, why wouldn't God do that, right? He's a good God. And, and so that, all of that was inspired by, the, you know, inspired by full gospel businessmen, inspired by the Holy Ghost. And so one of the things that we saw was I had a tie to that. Corey didn't know that. He had a chapter of the full gospel businessmen, which that group, once the founder, Demas Shakarian, uh, passed away and went on to be in heaven, uh, the kind of the group lost its, its vision, went down, and it's still not where, it's not where it was when he was alive. But there are still chapters around the world. And so Corey actually asked me up there uh, some years ago, five or six years ago. And I went up there and ministered. And there was a guy who was blind. And uh, I was sitting there. And he was standing one foot from me. And I said, I said hey, how are you? And um, he, he didn't even look. He was looking like this way. And I was standing right here. And I went, hey, how are you? He, he gave me no. I was like, I said, hey. He went. He went, oh, oh, like this. I was like, this dude's really blind. He can't see me. You know, I was one foot away from Because some people are partially blind. And in the middle of that service, the Lord told me what to pray. 
and uh, he showed me what to pray. The guy started seeing just in the middle of the service. And uh, yeah, glory to God. Can you imagine that being blind? All of a sudden he said, I see a man over there holding a baby. I see a man over there playing the guitar. He, and I was like, amen, glory to God. That's awesome. God's good, you know. God's still in the healing business. God's still in the miracle business. And uh, in that service, there was actually a young lady uh, whose name was Chloe, and she was watching the kids for Corey and Brandy, and just sweet, precious spirit on her. Like, everybody that came through prophesied something to her. I had purposed in my heart, I'm not going to prophesy anything to her, because I know everybody else did. But then the Lord gave me a word for her. Like, I would say in God's eyes, her heart is precious. And um, she's just sweet, sweet girl. And uh, the hand of the Lord was on her. And um, so I prayed for her. I told her about Dr. Rodney's and somebody, I think Jonathan Shellsworth had told her about that as well. And uh, she ended up going down to the river and going to school there and is still down there now. Yeah, and anybody from the river, yeah, amen. And uh, so she went down there and has been down there for several years. Well, one thing that happened was we went, I pr- her mom said, I'm believing, you know, after the guy gets healed and get, gets to seeing again, she says, I'm believing for a son. I said, amen. I, she's, she said, will you pray for me to have a boy? I want another boy. So she had Chloe, who was about 16 or 17 at that time, and then she had, I think it's Emma, and uh, she was about nine, and she was believing for another son. And um, she said, and I want his name to be Noah. And uh, I'm going to call him Noah. I said, I'll agree with you. I'll, be- I'll believe and I'll pray for that. Well, shortly after we prayed, she said, I felt that grace on that go away. Like it was either done or it was, but I lost, I lost the vision for that. Well, little does she know, Chloe goes down to, Chloe goes down to the river and she meets a boy named Noah. And they just got married last week. And um, so... They had asked, they said, you know, you were a part of praying this in because that was what she was picking up. She picked up the, a, a new son whose name is Noah, and uh, so they got engaged a while back, and so they, they invited us to come uh, last week to the wedding. It was on Saturday. It ended up, they had some license issues. They ended up actually getting married on Monday. And uh, but Chloe and Noah uh, got married, so they wanted us to be there. So when I, we prayed about it, you know, I don't I don't like missing church for too many things, and uh, I'm I'm against that for the most part because I know one word received on one day of preaching can change your life forever, and I hope that that day for you is today. And uh, I receive this word myself today. So I don't like missing that, but did you have a good word last week? Yeah, amen. I heard great, great things. The anointing of God was in this place, amen. What a blessing. What a blessing. And uh, good job. (laughs) And so one uh, one of the things that we saw was this. When we were going down there, there was no way we could get down there and then get back in time. And I felt like we were supposed to stay. I didn't know that the wedding would be postponed till Monday. So had we like booked a you know red eye flight Saturday night to get back here, we wouldn't have been able to be there for that wedding. And the Lord had me pray over them and impart some things into their life and their marriage and their future ministry. Uh, 
So had we just rushed back, we wouldn't have been able to do that. But then, uh, if you don't know, anybody know, anybody know Stephen and Michaela Her- Herbert? Yeah, amen. Great friends of the ministry and friends of ours. Uh, well, they just moved. They had been, her dad has the church in West Virginia, and uh, they'd been working for them for years and years. But a few months ago, they were invited by Dr. Andre and Jenny Raybert, uh, who are from South Africa, who own the Faith TV network, to come down to uh, Marco Island and Naples, Florida, and uh, be a part of their ministry. They're on their broadcast every day for the most part. They're launching a church. I think it's called Faith Church Naples down there. And so now Stephen and Michaela are a part of that ministry down there, and they moved down there a few months ago. So as we were praying over this, I felt led, okay, don't rush home. You're not going to be able to... And also I felt like don't try to just rush back, not knowing that the wedding would be moved a little bit. And the Lord said, while you're down there, go down Sunday night, Sunday morning go to the river with Dr. Rodney, which was awesome, and then Sunday afternoon go down to Stephen and Michaela's and just spend the day with them. I know they did the broadcast there uh, from Monday through Wednesday. I wanted Nicole to meet Miss Jenny she is one of the most genuine women in ministry I've ever met and uh, was really excited for her to, to meet her. And so then I went, we went down there. He said, stay with Stephen and Michaela. Go see them and go to the broadcast and just, just be there, you know. And uh, so Nicole got approved that she could work on the road and, and do all of that stuff. Well, turns out they had a scheduled guest for this week and... That guest, they had to reschedule. And so we happened to be there. So now, all of a sudden, we're on the broadcast. We're not watching the broadcast. We're on the broadcast Monday through Wednesday. We get to go to, we get to, go to that. Uh, Stephen sent me a text. He said, understand, while you're on this broadcast, it's broadcasting from Cape Town, South Africa, to Cairo, Egypt, the whole of Africa, the U.K., all over the UK and other places, he said there will be a minimum of 350,000 people that watch this message. So what a voice that the Lord gave us last week to be on. So if you didn't get to see those broadcasts, uh, man, the power of God hit it. The final day, it's like every day just kind of went up. The final day, I don't know how it felt watching it online, but I can tell you what it felt like in the studio Well, the final day, the anointing was so thick, we didn't even realize the broadcast ended. And then there was like, we were sitting there, and Nicole said, I just felt like I need to lean on you uh, just because it was so powerful and so heavy. And then there was like six or seven guys just standing around asking questions about what I just preached on and, and like just receiving, you know, just hungry. So that's the kind of broadcast it was. And um, what a blessing. What a blessing for the Lord to do those things. He opens up opportunities to get the word out, and he, and he uses different voices to do that. And uh, so I just I wanted you to kind of know what God did because it was quite, quite a thing that he did. I mean, broadcast over a whole network, over a whole continent, you know, for three days. What a blessing. And uh, Nicole did great as well. It was awesome. You know, because, amen. Yeah, a lot of times, you know, they'll have one of the things he asked Stephen. He said, well, can he preach? And <laughs> talking about me. And uh, he's like, can he preach? He's like, oh, yeah, he can, he can preach. They've done some broadcasts and stuff. But one of the things that they have is 
you know, if you come on there and they ask a question, you just answer with one word answers, then they got to kind of carry the whole show spiritually. They didn't want to do that. And so they didn't have to do that. They just kind of pushed the button and we went, you know, and uh, the anointing came out. It was awesome. So God's so, God's so awesome. And to be able to have some time with uh, Dr. Andre and Jenny was awesome. And to have some time with Steve and Michaela, uh, we laughed. My stomach hurt just laughing so much one night. And uh, it was funny. We went to, um, we went to dinner one night. And uh, I feel certain this guy, I don't know, I don't know his role in the, uh, in the restaurant, but he was probably a manager or something. He came on, you know how they'll come to your table and say, you know, is everything okay? Do you need anything? And we were just, the anointing was there. We were already having a good time. We were laughing. It's kind of like us when we go to a restaurant here and they don't know if we're drunk or not. You know, it was like one of those. And we're drunk, just not with that old, old stuff, with the new wine in Jesus' name. The anointing of God, the joy of the Lord, and we were laughing. We were having a good time. And, um, you know, when people look at your glasses, they're like, Is, I think that's water. Like, why are, they so, why are they so joyful? That doesn't make sense. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Anyway, this guy comes to the table, and uh, he, goes, he goes, is everything okay? And we say, oh, yeah, it's good. And you ever notice how you're carrying the spirit of the Lord and then you run into somebody who's not carrying the spirit of the Lord and like there's this disconnection, you know, there's that, there's that disconnection there. It was like that and the guy just goes, um, um, God bless, <laughs> like that. And I was like, I bet he never said that ever before in, in his restaurant history and he never again. But the anointing jumped on him. He just had to start blessing things. You know, God, God bless and walked off and we were rolling. It was so funny. We're supposed to have an effect on the world. Amen. And I just laughed. I said, that was so awesome. Like, he gets a guy, I think the guy's, you know, a heathen. And he gets a guy who's a heathen to start pouring out blessings from the Lord. I was like, amen. Glory to God. That was awesome. And uh, God bless. And uh, so, anyway, it was, it was quite funny. So we laughed for an hour because there was more that happened after that. But anyway, I don't, I don't want to tell you stories for the whole time. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Turn uh, to John 10.10. 10. <laughs> We've been talking about a series called The Two Parts of Life. They can put that graphic up there. The Two Parts of Life. Keep it simple. <laughs> Keep it simple. Two parts of life. Receive. Part one, receive. Part two, give. What are we receiving and giving? The love of God. We receive the love of God. Part one. Part two, give the love of God. Part one, receive. Part two, give. You can't have part two until you receive part one. A lot of people try to give part two. They try to give the love of God when they've never received it and they find themselves in a mess, and it doesn't work. You have to receive. Look at this in John 10.10 in the Amplified. It says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Look, he's got one purpose, stealing, killing, and destroying. Really simple, right? Good God, bad devil. Really simple. 
Good God, bad devil. We win, glory to God. He loses, the devil loses. Ha! <laughs> Good God, bad devil. We win, devil loses. Ha! Glory to God. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. Think about that. All the devil's efforts for all eternity is going to end with him a loser. <laughs> That's where the hawk comes from. A loser. Glory to God. You know, the jerk, the thief that's been trying to mess up your life from the day you entered this earth. You win. You win. You win. You win. Sounds like a song. We win. We win. You win. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But it is important for us to be sober-minded like the Bible talks about. He's got a purpose, and, and here's the thing. He is deceptive. Every time he goes into and out of the world, he takes one thing with him, and that's deception. He's, he's decent at it. He's not bad. He deceived Adam and Eve in the garden. You know, he deceived Eve. Adam knew what was going on, but he still went with it, right? He deceived what looks like a third of the angels in heaven that had been in the presence of God. He deceived them out of that. So for us to think that, that we're like, okay, we win, but to think that, oh, we got this and we'll never be deceived, that's something that the Bible actually warns you about and says you need, you need to make sure that you stay sober. Stay sober. Don't, don't, let me put it this way, don't get drunk on the thoughts of a corrupted world. Don't get involved and entangled in worldly things. Don't get drunk on the thoughts that, oh, well, we win, he's got nothing for me, he'll never get into me. The Bible actually says you're already deceiving yourself when you think like that in 1 John chapter 1. He says you're already, and that's why many believers and many Christians have fallen for things, is they think that they arrive at a point, what I call rival mentality, they think that they arrive at a point that they can't be deceived. I'm not believing to be deceived, but I understand as long as I have a corrupted flesh and live in a corrupted world, the potential is there, so I'm not going to be drunk like everything's fine in this world. I'm not going to be drunk on that. I know that it will be fine, but not everything is fine. There are some battles to win. There are some things to overcome. There are some things to conquer, and I can't conquer in deception, so I have to be sober about those things. But Jesus says real easily here in John 10, 10, good God, bad devil. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. He says, but I have come, Jesus says, I have come that they may have and enjoy, say it with me again, that they may have and enjoy life. And then, and have that life in abundance to the full, Till it overflows. Amen. Not have just enough to survive, have enough to thrive, to overflow. Our joy and our life should overflow yes. into others. No matter what, we have to learn to encourage ourselves in the Lord, strengthen ourselves in the Lord. We are designed to thrive. Yes. Just say that with me. We are designed to thrive. Amen. Yes. We're designed to thrive. Yes. We're, not, we're not designed just to survive. We're designed to thrive. Yeah, think, about the, think about the Hebrew boys in Babylon, right? They, they were actually fasting 
from what the world called good, the good food, and they looked more healthy than all the other ones. They, were, they weren't just surviving. They were thriving. Amen. That's the plan of God, for you to thrive. The blessing is supposed to get on you. His glory is supposed to get on you so much so that the world goes, what do you have? You're supposed to be the happiest people in Albemarle. So that people say, what is up with you? Look, don't you know the political arena that we're in, the atmosphere? Don't you know the inflation? Don't you know blah, blah, COVID, blah, blah, this, that, everything else? You're like, I don't care. I don't care. We are thriving in Christ. Thriving in Christ. Some people that'll make mad. They don't want you to thrive. They want you to get down in the problem with them. We don't live in the problem. We live from the seated position in Christ in heavenly places. We're in the world, but not of the world. We are ambassadors. Amen? We, you know, think about an ambassador from our country going over into a third world con- country and then dressing like most of the people and in, in, in rags. That's not what an ambassador does. No, our ambassador should be dressed to the nines. He should be driving, he should be showing off the glory of America in that way. Well, in the same way, we are designed to thrive in the thing, to have and enjoy life till, till it, to the full, till it overflows. That's God's plan. That's God's plan. That's his plan. Can you see it? In, in Isaiah 60, it says, His glory will come to a place where kings will come to the brightness of your rising. Kings will come to that. Now, the issue is, now I want you to see this. The issue is, how much of the church has recognized that and is living in it? But does that make it not true? No. No. Just because people aren't living in it doesn't mean it's not true. In 2 Corinthians, it says this, that I want you to have an abundance for every good work. But one of the things he says is that you will increase the harvest of your righteousness. So obviously, there's things that you can learn and do that will increase your harvest. There's things that you can learn and do that will increase your harvest. That's what we're talking about today, and that's what we're talking about in this series. A lot of people are trying to do all these things and, and check all these boxes to make life to the place where they're thriving. But all you have to do is just get in Christ and do it his way. Do it his way. Be at peace. Be at ease. Be at rest. It's easy. It's light. It's supposed to be at least. It is that way if we can receive it. But, but Jesus makes it really plain. The devil's coming to steal from you, kill you, and destroy you. I've come to give to you. I've come to take you from the place of survival to the place of thriving. Amen. Amen. Two parts of life is a way of that thriving. To receive one, part one, receive the love of God. Part two, to give love back to God. Now, uh, look at this. Uh, the problem is the list. The problem is the list. How many people have you seen in church or you've been this person? I definitely have been this where all of a sudden you get into church and uh, you just try to do everything right. You try to do everything on the list. You get in what's called legalism, like, like I've got to check every box and just do this perfect for the Lord. And it's good to be in excellence, but when, you're, when you think that you're supposed to live by the list, you've already missed it. 
You've already missed the whole point and what God has done. And so it kind of goes like this. I need healing or I need finances or I need something. So I'm going to pay holiness. I'm going to give my holiness as a payment. I'm going to give my scripture reading. I'm going to give my prayer time. I'm going to give, I'm going to pay faith to get healing, to get finances, to get these, this glory on me. And the issue is, the Lord said to me, you've heard me say it already, Jesus said, said this to me, or the Lord said this to me about, the, about Jesus several years ago. He said, there's already been a payment made, and you'll never pay a higher payment. Why would I try, for some, try to pay for something twice when the highest payment's already been paid anyway? Like my payment is going to mean anything compared to his payment. Why would I do that? But don't you see a lot of church members, they try to pay by going to church on Sunday morning. You don't, you don't pay a price by going to church on Sunday morning. You love God. You give God your love. Lord, I love you. I want to be here. I want to be here. It's because of my love I want to be here. I want to receive from you. Even if you do have the fleshly side of it, you recognize that it's in this place that the anointing is released that breaks the yoke. The anointing can give me one word that changes everything. Changes everything. How many, how many of you at some point in your spiritual life, you've been going through, going through, going through some stuff and uh, on this path, trying to get some breakthrough, and then one day in a preaching, in a message, or in a prayer line, the anointing hits you, and all of a sudden, you get it. You get it, and then everything changes on that item from that point. How many, how many of you have had a moment like that where it's like, oh, I see it, I get it. That's the anointing doing that. And, and when we get to go to church, we get to get, in, get into the place where God's saying, all right, now I want you to come up here. Okay, come higher to this place. Come to this place. Come to this place. God's longing. He's not withholding any good thing from those who walk uprightly. He wants to get you blessed. He, he loves. He delights in the prosperity of his people. That's scripture. God delights in the prosperity of his people. He delights in it. He's longing for you to come up higher. He's longing. The issue is, and this is what we're talking about today, is are we positioned to receive it? Are we in the position for his delight to come to pass? Are we in that position? Two parts. We receive the love from God. We give love to God. Most people try to give love to God before they've received on that. Four major problems with this thinking. Jesus already paid the price. Second one, we receive by faith, not by payment. Third, we should do these things already because we love God. We should do them not just as a payment. Why is it that our spirituality takes a bump up when we need something? Shouldn't we be doing those things already? You know what I mean? Like, why is it that our spirituality, all of a sudden, we got a problem, we go to church. Why is it we're not just living there? We, can't we live there? Why is it we're not just there? Like, Lord, you died for me. Lord, I'm going after you. I give you my life. Why is it we don't just live there? Fourth problem with that is this thinking produces the list. 
in order to be blessed and walk in the thriving of God, I've got to do this, I've got to do that, I've got to do that. I've got to check all these boxes. But the problem is James chapter 2 and verse 10, where James 2.10 says, For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, he's guilty of all. So let's say that you're sitting there and, man, you've been to church every day uh, for the last 10 years and you've been in front of the Lord in your prayer time every morning and, and, and you've been reading Scripture. You read an hour of the Scripture every single day. You, you give to God. You sow into His kingdom and the gospel be in advance. But then all of a sudden, one day, somebody pour, pour, uh, pulls out in front of you in the car and you lose it. <laughs> you know, you... you Resist telling them they're number one, but you don't resist saying something that you shouldn't say. You're in that unforgiveness for a moment. You realize right then, if you're living by the list, all of that other stuff is gone. Because if you're guilty of one point, the Bible says it, you're guilty of all. That's not a system I want to live by. Because who in here is not going to be guilty? We all are guilty according to that system. But see, when we start trying to make the list, oh Lord, I need healing, so I gotta, I gotta get, get out my Bible and start reading, knock the, knock the dust off and let me go start reading the Bible. We're moving straight into the list. Now I'm not saying that we shouldn't be reading the Bible. We should be, but we should be doing it out of love, not because we're trying to make a payment. That's the two parts of life. Lord, I love you. I receive from you. The solution is this two parts of life. We receive love from God by faith, not as a payment. Two, we give love to God by His love. His love comes first, 1 John 4, 19. We love because He first loved us. What that says right there is, I couldn't love until I received His love. Say that with me. Just say, say, I couldn't love. Until I receive his love. I can't love until I receive his love. Well, that's not just one time. That's an ongoing process. I've got to be a receiver of his love. See, when I'm telling you just to rest in the Lord when it looks like that storm is about to take your life, what am I actually telling you to do? Become a receiver. What you need in the middle of the storm is not a paddle. You need a peacemaker. You need his love. You need love himself in that. So when I'm telling you to rest and relax, it's going to be okay. When I say it's going to be okay, all I'm doing is telling you, I'm getting you engaged in the two parts of life. Receive, it's going to be okay. It's going to work out. How? I don't know. But then whatever he tells you from that point after you receive, just be obedient to it. If he gives you a paddle, start paddling, right? If he, if he gives you seed, sow it. But whatever he tells you to do, you just do that. Now you're operating not on the list and not trying to make a payment. You're operating according to his love. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I'm doing this because I love you, Lord. He's, he says when we actually receive his love, then we're empowered to love and then God empowers our repentance and our change. You know, a lot of the problems that we're, we've found ourselves in 
It's not actually a problem that can't be overcome. It's simply that we keep doing the same thing. Brother Hagen had a statement. He said, he said, you can't keep hitting your finger, your thumb with a hammer and keep believing for God to heal it. At some point, your conscience is going to get seared like I'm being stupid for constantly hitting my thumb with a hammer and your faith is going to be affected. It'll be hard to receive by faith that healing. So a lot of times we're, we're setting ourselves up and what needs to happen to get us out of a jam is we can't keep doing the same things the same way. We've got to change it. We've got to change it. Well, what leads us to that change? His love does. It's the love of God that leads us to repentance. It's the love of God that leads us to that change. So the things we need to change when we receive his love, his love will start highlighting, oh, that needs to change. That needs to change. This needs to change. His love will do that. The third thing in this, uh, given his love, is our love from him is what empowers right living. So we receive his love and his love will cause us to love. We receive his love and his love will cause us to change, to see what needs to change. We receive his love and his love will empower us to live right. Anybody tried to live right before and missed it besides me? Like, dang it, I was trying to, I was trying to live right. I was trying to do it good. I, I, and you're, the issue is, you're not doing it by his love. You're doing it by your own strength in a corrupted world. It's bound to fail. And then when you do fail, the devil comes. He's pretty quick on it, you know, and he's like, you are such a slimy man. You are so bad. You are such a sinner. And, and then we're like, oh, God, no. I tried so hard, you know. And, we'll, and we have received that in the past. And that's exactly, you're following falling into the thief's plan. All he's doing is telling you how you didn't uphold the list. Taking your eyes off of the one that did uphold the list. So now your list accomplishment is your salvation instead of Jesus who already accomplished the list and had no sin. So see, what the devil's done has redirected our focus and made us our own savior and our own salvation instead of Christ. When we receive love, it shows us, it, it empowers us to love. When we receive love, it empowers us to see what needs to change. When we receive his love, it empowers us to live right. Watch this. If you love me, you will Keep my commandments in John 14, 15. If you love me. So that love that we love him with comes from God. And then that love is what will empower us to keep his commandments. But when we're trying to keep his commandments by our own strength, that never works. It never works. Say it with me. It never works. Y'all got to come. It never works. There you go. All right, thank you. It never works. Let that stick with you. It never works when we do it by our own strength. But when we do it by God's strength, it always works. It always works. Then, by living in his commandment, the fourth item of this is awesome. 
then when, by living holy, empowered by God's love, it keeps us in the place of his love. So if you can see it, it's like if this table right here is God's love, and if I can just get in this cycle of God's love, things will go right forever. If I can just get here. The issue is we're over here, and we're trying to do it on our own power, on our own power. Like, I just need to get in that cycle of God's love and power. But we keep trying to do things by the list. We're never going to get there. We're never going to get there. But if we receive his love, because what ends up happening is when we're doing it by our own power, we're not even heading there. We're heading in the opposite direction. So we receive his love. It empowers us to love. Glory to God. But then his love causes us to change. Oh, this isn't the way. This is the way. So now we can see the answer. His love empowers us to get there. And then when we start doing it his way, actually this keeps us in his love. Look at this verse. John 15, verse 10 and 11. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. You will abide in it. Just as I've kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you so that your joy may be, made, may be in you and that your joy may be made full. So see, we can get into his love and then we just keep running this track of his love. Empowered, receiving his love, giving his love. Part one, part two. Empowered by his love, giving his love. Receiving his love, giving his love. And all of a sudden, we don't have to exit that. How many people would like to get into the place of the supernatural love and the manifestations of thriving in that and never leave? Yeah. Anybody would like that? Yeah. How do we do it? The two parts of life. We got to receive from him. We got to receive. We can't live by the list. Put that, just say that. If you're watching online, put it in the comments. Don't live by the list. Don't live by the list. Live by his love. So in this thought, you know, we talked about what would Jesus do. Instead of what would Jesus do, we should ask, is this action or thought loving on Jesus? Which is always our main reason for doing things, our main why. Is this actually loving on God? See, if we're just coming up with what would Jesus do, we have another list. We're, we're living by the list. But if we say, is this loving God? And I want to love God. And I'm empowered to love God. Now we're operating in the two parts of life. So, now watch this. Part one. What is it? Where's it? All right, let, let's try that again. Y'all got like trip to Pan working in you from Turkey from Thanksgiving or something. Part one, what is it? Part two. Part one, receive love from God. Part two, give love to God. All right, now, I want you to see this. So God's trying to get us to part two, to give love to God, to spread his love into this world, to carry his glory. Would you say that the church up to this point has done a good job of that? 
Nope, you can tell that by just looking in here. Tell, why? Because the, the world's idea of the church is idiots. Am I right? Let's be sober. They're idiots. Serving a God they can't see. Talking to somebody they can't hear from. That's not exactly true, but that's what they think. Paying a price, giving their money for something. Doesn't make any sense. There's no logic. There's no science behind it. That's not exactly true. There's a lot of science behind it, actually. Actually, a lot of the scientists today are getting born again because the deeper they get into their science, the more you cannot deny God. In other words, you got a scientist that's denying God, generally they have made a choice at this point. They have made a choice. They just decided, I don't want to be wrong in what I've said up to this point. I don't want to, I don't want to look like a Christian. They made a choice. But when you get down to the science of it, like, you can't deny it. There's too much. Even in like the Big Bang Theory and things like that. There's science there. It can't happen unless a supernatural being actually created it. It can't happen. There's, the science is there. Here, here's the point. you got people that just think the church is a joke. In Romans it says this, the earth groans for the manifestations of the sons of God. It's groaning. It's longing for the children of God to be who God called them to be. It's groaning for it. The earth, his creation is looking for you. His creation is looking for you to be who God's called you to be. It's looking for somebody to be the hands and the feet of Christ, to do these works and greater. It's looking for somebody. You see, the heavens are the heavens of the, of the Lord, but the earth he has given to who? To the sons of men, to the children of God. It's time for the children of God to be who they're created to be. It's time for, like we've had just in the past few weeks, supernatural healings. Throat cancer disappear. Cancer and lymph nodes all over the body disappear. It's time for the children of God to act like it. But you can't act like the children of God living by the list. You can't put part two in front of part one. So the devil knows this, and he's doing everything he can to keep it away. Here's something that's happening right now. The glorious church is arising. The glorious church, the church of God, filled with his glory, is arising. God is drawing up. It might look like a remnant to some, but it's a remnant that's full and overflowing with his glory. There's something happening. There's a quickening on the inside. And people are hearing that and they're saying, i got to go after God. i got to get hungry for the Lord. i got to have Him. There's something happening right now. Well, the devil's aware of that. The devil knows what's going on in that area. He hears the words that are being spoken. There's being words spoken by true men and women of God right now that he's not heard in a long time, if ever. There's being words spoken like something's happening. He recognizes it. He's not omniscient. He doesn't know everything, but he can recognize the signs of the times. We should be able to recognize the signs of the times. 
And so the devil's like, here comes this glorious church that God talked about. He's coming back for a glorious bride. He's like, I got to stop it. I got to stop it at all costs. So he's like, let me amp up my attacks on the church. Let me try to keep them out of the doors. Let me, let me make them, if they even have it, make them go outside. Let me put restrictions. You know, it's one of the people that's under the microscope and all of that. It's the church. You think that's that's the only, it's like this, who can you pray to? Well, I don't care who you pray to as long as you don't say the name of Jesus. What's he trying to do? He's trying to hold the church back. He can't do it, but some will be pushed aside if they let them. Some people that could have been a part of that, the devil puts pressure on them and they let that pressure put them to the side. The devil sees that glorious church rising. You sense it. You feel it. I'm talking to people that see it, that know it. Something's happening on the inside of me. Something's happening. So if you were an enemy of God knowing that the glorious church is coming and you know that the only way that it works is the two parts of life, then what would be if you have to have part two following part one, what would you do as an enemy? If I'm an enemy, I would just make sure part one never occurs. I would make sure that the reception from God in the people of God doesn't happen. So to stop this whole process, all he has to do is stop reception. All he has to do is stop people from receiving because if they don't receive the love of God, the power of God doesn't flow. So one of the devil's main goals is to get you out of a position to receive. But we're supposed to be in a position to receive. But to start this whole process, you and I can say, I don't care what the devil's doing. I'm going to start and stay in the position to receive. I'm going to start receiving God's love like I've never received it before. I'm going to stay in that position. I'm not going to leave it. I'm going to be a receiver of the love of God. It's going to flow easy inside of me and in my life. I'm not going to throw roadblocks and stumbling blocks. I'm not going to throw hurdles in between that. I'm not going to throttle it off. No, turn the valve of your love wide open in my life, Lord, and I never want to turn back. And I'm going to do what, it's, what it takes to stay in that place. And the beauty of this is it's all free and easy and light to do because God will empower you to be in the place of reception and to stay open to that reception. You just turn your heart and purpose your heart to be in him and to stay in that position to receive and he'll give you the grace to make it happen. We just have to get in the place and stay in the place that's positioned to receive. So over the next few weeks, we're going to talk about position to receive. We're going to talk about the places to be positioned. Can you see how it's so important for us to stay positioned? To stay positioned in the things of God. Lord, I won't be held back. Lord, I'm I'm not giving up. No, I need to be positioned 
in the things of God. I must stay in that position. If I can't stay in that position, then the love of God stops flowing and the power of God stops flowing. But God's calling me right now. He's drawing my heart to a different... how, How many people you feel the draw of God to come up? to go higher than you've been before, to not be average in anything, not to survive, but to thrive. How many people you feel that Lord's, the Lord's pulling on me, Lord's drawing me. You are a sensitive people to the Holy Ghost. I know, I see it, I see people around the world. This church, this body, you're sensitive to the leading of the Holy Ghost. That's a part of being positioned to receive. God's drawing you up now to a higher place. It's time for us to get into the position to receive and stay there. To get into that position. I I wrote down four different areas to be positioned to receive. There, There could be more, but these are four main ones. We have to be positioned spiritually to receive. We have to be in the spiritual capacity to receive. The beginning of that starts with being born again. You have to be born again, but you have to be positioned spiritually. You need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, you're not in the position to receive everything that God has for you. We have to be positioned to receive mentally. Oh, man, this is a big one. Many people, their reception is blocked because the devil throws mental hurdles at them, and they just take them in. We have to be positioned to receive physically. We actually have to be in the right place at the right time, doing the right thing. There's a physical. You're here this morning. You're doing that already. God's called you. He's planted you in a body. You've decided, i got to be there. Then we also have to be positioned to receive faithfully. We have to be in the position of faith because it's that faith that overcomes the world. It's that faith in God, that trust in Him, that belief in Him and in His promises. So spiritually, mentally, physically, and faithfully, we have to be positioned to receive. God will empower you to be all of those things. Everything you need, He's already granted it to you. And you just stay in that place of reception. And you just stay there. You just stay there. And when the world throws something at you that takes you off, all of a sudden it's this thought. It's this, it's this thing you shouldn't look at. This thing you shouldn't think. You don't go, ah, squirrel, and go that way. No, you, you, don't let, you don't get thrown off. You just stay in that place. You stay in that place. You stay in that place. You stay positioned to receive. And then the power of God flows down in you. I told you that story earlier of the blind man that got healed up in New Hampshire. I'm going to tell you, do you know why he got healed? I mean, the same healing of God had been released for over 2,000 years. Why did he get healed that day? Because you had a people who were positioned to receive. See, the issue is I'm going up there to preach, but I don't know there's a blind man waiting on me. I don't know that that's what it is, but I just had stayed in the position to receive. And then all of a sudden, there's a blind man there. And because I'm in the position to receive, I'm in the position for the love of God to flow. So I just called on the love of God to flow. And it did. And he started seeing. There's a man playing a guitar over there. There's somebody holding a baby. 
Well, you can imagine. Like, before that, I said, if you'd like prayer, you know, just come on up. Everybody was like, well, the blind man gets healed. Everybody's like, huh, I'm going, I need prayer. Help me, I need finding, I need healing. Man, it flooded then. Why? Because somebody was in the position to receive. What could happen to your household, to your community? What could happen in this area if you were in the position to receive? How could it look? But you can't be drawn off by every squirrel that the devil throws your way. You've got to stay in that place of reception. Stay in that place, positioned to receive. We're going to talk about some of the specifics of being positioned spiritually, mentally, physically, and faithfully. We're going to talk about those. But get it in your heart right now. Lord, I must get in the position to receive. And I must never leave that place. I want to ask the worship team to come, however you have that ready to go. And I want you just to start positioning yourself today. Don't wait till next week. Don't wait till next week to get positioned to receive. Start right now. Start today. Get positioned right now and today. Lord, I'm going to get in the position to receive your love. And I'll never turn back. I'll never leave it again. Sure, in the past there have been some things that have taken me off track, that have taken me off course. Lord, I'm not letting it happen again. I'm not letting it happen again. Do I have anybody in here? You've been in the position maybe before, but then stuff has taken you off track. Goodness knows, I don't want to tell you how many times I have. As a pastor, I don't want to tell you how many times. But you've been in that place, and then, you know, the devil throws squirrel. And all of a sudden, something of our flesh catches us and we exit the position to receive. It's time for that to be over. I'm going to pray for you today for whoever wants it. You don't have to. And don't. I love this church. We have receivers in here. I don't want you to just make it up this morning. But if you sense, hey, the Lord, the Lord wants me to receive that prayer, then I want you to come. I don't want it to be held back. But I'm praying. Amen. Amen. I'm praying, Lord, today I will not exit that position to receive anymore. i got to have you. Lord, today is my day. Lord, I'm tired of running in this, these circles of fleshliness and godliness, and fleshliness and godliness, and fleshliness and godliness. I'm tired of doing it. That time is over. Lord, I'm going after you. I'm never turning back. I'm not looking back to see how well it's gone. I'm just keeping my eyes on you. I'm running my race. I'll not turn around again. Lord, I'm making a commitment to you today. And just say that. Just just tell the Lord, Lord, today I'm making a commitment to you today. Lord, I'm not turning back. I'm I'm not being deceived by a squirrel from the devil. not being deceived. I'm going up. Lord, you called me to be a part of that glorious church. That'll be a second thing. If you feel led, Lord, I'm supposed to be doing more and walking in greater than I have before. Lord, I want to be a part of your glorious church. Pour out your anointing on me to make that thing happen. If that's you, I want you to come up. Lord, I know 
I'm supposed to be doing more. I know I'm supposed to be walking in more. I know that you called me to it, and I will not be denied. You paid too much for me to sit on the sidelines. I'm ready to get in the game. Lord, I'm ready to get in the game. I want you to, I want everybody in here to pray this. And if you're sitting there and you're not up here now, but you feel the leading of the Lord prompt you, hey, you need to get up there. You feel free to come on up. No pressure. But you make sure and say, Lord, I got to go. Be obedient to the Lord. But I want everybody in here to pray this and pray it out loud. If you're going to be the glorious church, you got to walk in it. And a part of being a glorious church is you got to be in his family, be in position to receive spiritually. The first thing is receiving him as Lord. And understand this, staying in the position to receive is that you stay and keep him as Lord. Not just receive him, but keep him there on the throne. That his things are your things. You're not just fulfilling a list You love Him, and because you love Him, you keep His commandments. I want you to pray this with me today. Make it fresh commitment today. I know we pray it a lot, but it's important for us to receive His love and to keep it fresh and to keep in that place where we are constantly ready to receive. Purpose in your heart right now today, Lord, and pray this with me. Say, Jesus, today you are the Lord of my life. Everything you tell me to do, I will do. And I believe that you died for me. And that God brought you back to life. And when he raised you up, he raised me up. He didn't leave me hopeless, without any life, without any hope, in a place of lack or a place of death. But Lord, you raised me up with you and seated me in heavenly places in Jesus' name. Just receive that right now. Say, Jesus, I ask you, fill me with the Holy Spirit and fire to receive and keep receiving in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah time of going around that old mountain is over in the name of Jesus. I break it off right now. I break off that old bondage and that old yoke in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Joy, joy, joy. Full of the anointing and your power in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for filling up a glorious church to stay there, to not go anywhere, to not be distracted by spiritual squirrels. (laughs) Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. I call an end to this old cycle. I call an end to it. A new supernatural streak coming now in Jesus' name. A supernatural streak coming now in Jesus' name. Oh, no more old cycles. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I'm going up. 
the glorious church. How can the Lord have you operating in His glory with the things of the world holding you back? I call an end to everything, every chain, every bind that's tried to hold you down in the name of Jesus. Let them be cut and the anointing of God set you free in Jesus' name. <laughs> Glory to God. Lift your hands. Today is a new day. Today is a new cycle. An end to the old cycle. In Jesus' name. I see it. An end. An end. An end. In the name of Jesus. Oh, and a new cycle has begun. A new cycle of His glory. A new cycle of reception. <laughs> so I'll just receive that now. He's empowering you to walk it out and never go back in the name of Jesus. Yeah, glory. Just lift your hand. Say, Lord, I receive your easiness, your rest. I don't have to carry it. You've already carried it. Why would I do so? I'm not anointed to, but you are, and you have, and I receive what you have done in Jesus' name. So then you call the Nalto. Thank you, Father, for easy and light. Thank you, Father. In, now you just receive as I lay hands on you, you receive every solution. That, say, Lord, I receive it now. I take it. I have it. I'm not waiting on it. It's mine. It's working in me. Yeah, there it is now. In Jesus' name. So it's yours. It's yours. Now let that spill over onto you too. <laughs> I receive it now. Easy and light. Easy and light. Easy and light. Ah, Sanko already. In Jesus' name. Sibelano Obramo Sokodomos. Yeah, glory. A supernatural favor come now. Supernatural favor come now. Ha Diotodomoso. Y'all hold your hands out together. Put a couple. Supernatural favor come now. Now in Jesus' name. That anointing flowing down there to your son. So you know he's sensitive to it. I want you to see that confirmation in itself. He's attached to y'all. You're attached to him. He's receiving what's flowing through right now. You see that? You see there's a reality of it. He's receiving from you. He's receiving through you right now. So favor come now in Jesus' name. Lift your hands. Blessing be in Jesus' name. Blessing be in the name of Jesus. Joy of the Holy Ghost. In the name. Lift your hands. Now you got to receive it. See, you can't just sit there and like, Lord, do something. Do it to me, Lord. No, you got to do it. Amen. You got to walk in this. You're called to walk in his love 
Well, for his reasons, not for your reasons, but his reasons, okay? You going to do it? Say, Lord, I ask you to pour out on me today. And I receive it in Jesus' name. That should change your that should change your actions, change your thoughts, change everything. Amen. Thank you, Father. I heard you praying this morning. Oh, I heard you pray. I heard you pray. Filler and overflower in the name of Jesus. <laughs> glory, 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 <laughs> glory, glory. Something of cold. Overflow in favor. You started to see favor start to work in your favor. But now you're about to see it explode in Jesus' name. It's time for an explosion. Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, set your glory on her on her finances. Set your glory in her health. Set your glory and your favor on everything in Jesus' name. In the name the name of Jesus. Good catch. New cycles. Yeah, I see that. I see that. New cycles. There's an old feel wrapped up in the list. Some of those habits have tried to remain, but they, <laughs> they're going away. You're starting to let go of them. You've already let go of some one by one. Oh, there's an ease coming. There's an ease coming. There's an ease. You already have it, and even more will start today. But I'm telling you, there's a breaking of the dam that's about to happen over your life, and you're going to flow in such joy and peace, people will want to know what happened to you. <laughs> you hear that? People will want to know what happened to you. The ease and the peace of God in Jesus' name, so be it. So the honor Lord, work it all out. Show them those things. I call a breakthrough in every area of life. A ceasing from the striving, moving into the thriving in Jesus' name. There's a thriving coming now in Jesus' name. A thriving being released in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Yeah, just receive it. Or just receive it. In the name of Jesus. A thriving, a thriving, a thriving coming. A thriving. Oh, just move by his anointing. Let his anointing move you. A thriving in Jesus' name. A joy and an overflow in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. We call an end to every one of these demonic attacks that have tried to come. No more in the name of Jesus. No more in Jesus' name. Lord, we plead the blood of Jesus over her, 
over her family, over her home. In Jesus' name, no more. We don't put up with it. No, we don't put up with it. I just plead the blood of Jesus over her that she will be filled and overflowing, thriving in you. Yeah, receiving, receiving, receiving. <laughs> receiving, receiving, receiving. <laughs> hey, oh, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. But I don't know. Now, you heard what I said? It's not just doing the same old thing. It's letting them change you. It's letting them show you new things. His love will show you new things. You got to make sure you walk those out. Don't keep doing it the same old way. He's trying to get you to a different place. <laughs> oh, thank you, Father. <laughs> yeah, major change. Major shifts happening. Major shifts happening. Just let the Lord do it. Just let him do it in Jesus' name. <laughs> Just say, Lord, I yield to you. Thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. I'm reminded of the word I had for you a few months ago. It said, it's time. The Lord's trying to take you to another place. You got to just yield to him in every, every part of his ways. As he puts it and writes it on your heart, you just yield to him and watch how that peace and grace just overflows. Lord, take them to that new place. Strengthen them. Empower them. Give them that favor. Yeah, I see you having favor you didn't have before. I see that favor starting to rise on you. Thank you, Father. Now, you can blow that favor up with one wrong comment, one wrong thought that's meditated on. Don't do that. No, just look to the Lord and watch how you yield to Him and rest in Him. Man, I feel that anointing. You feel that right there? Thank you, Father. He's, he's helping you right now. He's helping you. He's taking you up. He desires. He sees your heart, and he's desiring to take you up, to take you to higher places. Lord, do it now in Jesus' name. Oh, glory. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Lord, fill it all. Glory to God. I could see the reception. She was ready to receive as I stepped over here. Uh, amen. That's so awesome. Easy and light. <laughs> Joy. <laughs> Easy and light. <laughs> Double dose. <laughs> Just receive right now. Thank you, Father. I receive an overflow and joy in the name of Jesus. See that right now. Uh, you might have specific words on what to do or how to do it or what's going on. But let me give you this. What you just received already, that touch of that joy, it, within it, that anointing can do everything it needs to do. Thank you, Father. It's working right now. Thank you, Lord. Just say, say this with me. Say, Lord, I receive you, your ways, your thoughts, your actions, and nothing else in Jesus' name. Yes. Yeah. 
but I had to hold that name. Go to Mosul. Come here, Mark. You stand here too. I knew that wasn't going to work. I just saw that ahead of time. <laughs> He's liable to fall out, her right on top. In Jesus' name. Yeah, anointing come on this household. Anointing come. Overflow. A thriving. A thriving. A thriving. Not just a getting by. Ah, no. Not that old poverty mentality. Not that scraping to get by. No, a thriving. You'll pay stuff. You'll pay money for things that other people won't pay. And you'll have it. You'll have it to burn. You'll have it to burn. You'll pay money for things. You, and you'll be like, well, I could have saved you know, 30% on this. And you won't care. I'm not talking about being a bad steward. I'm talking about being a faithful person in the thriving of God. You won't have to live like that scraping by mentality anymore. You won't have to have it. No, I call it to break off now so that the thriving can happen in Jesus' name. Thriving in your anointing, thriving in your love, Lord, thriving in your ability to win souls and make disciples. Ah, the anointing of God overflowing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. New levels, new levels in Jesus' name. New levels. Now listen, that's going to take change. It's going to take change in your thinking, change in your actions. Come to me and ask about it. Lord already showed me something this morning to tell you and show you. Thank you, Father, for your goodness. Now, health be. We come against all that old sickness, that old lingering health issues, that spirit of infirmity that's been on this household. In the name of Jesus, come up in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for that anointing. In Jesus' name. That hunger that was on the other night, that hunger for the things of God, purpose yourself to stay in that and watch what I'll do, he says. Watch what I'll do. A baptism of fire, come on her. And just ask, say, Jesus, I ask you, fill me. And overflow me with the Holy Ghost. And I ask you, fill me and overflow me with your fire. Fire of God, come on her now in Jesus' name. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Whoever's wrapping up. Are you? Okay, you come up here. Phil, will you come up here? In the name, just receive this. Receive everything that's in that name. Receive everything that's in that name. What's in it? Everything. In the name of Jesus, be filled and overflowing. New, new in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. 
So, amen. When I turn it over, you tell them what they need to know, and you bless everybody on the way out and pray, pray it out, okay? Father, we just thank you for your goodness. Lord, we're not going to be held back. We're going to stay in the position to receive. We're staying in the position to receive. Say it with me. We're staying in the position to receive. Say it like you believe it. We're staying in the position to receive. One more time. We're staying in the position to receive. we got to do it. Lord, we're going up. We're having your glory. Thank you, Father. Not trying to hype it. Not trying to make something more out of it. No, Lord, this is our responsibility. We're staying in the position to receive. We won't let go of it. We're going to walk in it. New levels in Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Thank you all for being here today. Did you receive? You going to keep receiving? Amen. That means lunch is going to be super fun. Uh, we're going to leave here, and after service, we're going to go get lunch together at Ponte Villa. couple quick announcements. Youth service is today at 4 p.m., so if you are in grades 6 through 12, you know someone in grades 6, six through 12, bring them here tonight at 4. Uh, there is just... As a quick reminder, we're in, we're not in December yet, but by the end of the week, we will be. There's no Holy Spirit weekend this month, and there's no ladies weekend this month. We know that December can be busy with schedules and stuff, so we want you to have as much family time as you can. Enjoy the month, but get ready, because come January, we're going to come back, and it's going to be phenomenal. So no ladies meeting, no Holy Spirit weekend this weekend, and in three weeks, it's Christmas service. I, I know, like, I'm literally shocked right now. Somehow we're here. But December 19th is going to be our Christmas service. It's going to be phenomenal. We have invite cards coming in because it's not just a normal Christmas service. This is a God-normal Christmas service. We're doing giveaways, great big giveaways, one for the men, one for the women, one for the kids. Every child who comes through the doors will get one free present from Boomerang. After service, we're going to have a great big meal together. It's going to be phenomenal. So invite, we want as many many people here as will come. So December 19th, that's our Christmas service, and we're excited about it. If you want more teaching like this, every single weekday, you can hop on Lunch Plus at 1130. You can go to whatsright.com for more information. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Brian Wright, and you'll be able to receive more teaching like this. Thank you, dear Heavenly Father, for blessing us. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord, for the words you gave Pastor Brian to speak to us. Thank you, Lord, for the freedom to come in and gather as a body and worship you. Just pray, Father, supernatural protection be upon every single person here and their families. Watch over each one and guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.